0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Run It Back podcast. I am your host, as always. Alongside with me is Wes. How's your weekend, Wes? Hi, Joy. Hi, Run It Back
1: Nation. You know, everything's good. It's spring, spring cleaning time. And as a matter of fact, if you're business-minded, it's almost the end of the first quarter. So, hey, we're getting through the year pretty quickly. But, hey, things are improving. Let's take it one day at a time. Before now, let's go talk about some cars and whatever else. Surpri- whatever other surprises you have to bring in today's episode, Joy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know where um, you guys are from. You could comment down below, but we're from Chicago. Uh, it's about to hit 60s, so it's. I'm getting really excited. I just brought my bike out this week, so yeah, biking to the lake almost every other day now, uh, just to stay fit, it, get back into that shape. But yeah, uh, we have a short uh, episode for you guys today. Uh, not a lot happened in Formula One. Just a lot of car launches. So let's get to it, uh, into the hot lap. So we're going to pick our top two car launches for the week. Um, if you follow our social media, there are some, some cars that, uh, I don't necessarily like, uh, but there are some that I absolutely fell in love with. Um, same for Wes. Um, he's also shared his thoughts on, on the cars, the car launches, but, uh, yeah, Wes, um, let me share my top two cars, um, uh, for this week. Uh, of course next week we only have one car launch that's going on. It's gonna be Ferrari. Uh, rumor has it it's going to be red. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean we'll we'll have to wait and see, right But uh, yeah, so my top two for this week is Alpine and Williams. Um, I feel like the Alpine is such a clean um, livery. I love what they did. I love the new blue that they did. Um, you know, it, it's sad to see the the yellow of the Renault because um, the point in that Renault was it looked different in all angles of the car. So if you looked at it from a side view, it's more black than it was yellow. But if you looked at it from the front, it looked more yellow than it was black. So I love that extreme dynamic that the Renault team had. But I do like this uh, this new car that they have. Um there's a lot of French flag uh, implementations throughout, but uh, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, Wes, on Alpine?
1: Alpine looks good. Um, yeah. I don't really care what Formula One Internet has to say about the Pepsi can.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't really care. Red, white, and blue is always a good combination, no matter what. And Definitely. of course. Everyone knows Alpine is blue as well. Let's right. uh, let's not forget the obvious. But hey, it's a really good design. So uh, it's a very good uh, first step for those livery designers over in the French outfit.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and what I loved about this is that like, it seems as though they actually trusted a livery designer or a graphic designer to design uh, my top two picks, um, Alpine and Williams. But um, very so often or little little often do. Actual teams listen or actually hire um, a graphic designer. Um, it seems as though a lot of teams are very corporate with their decisions to keep liveries to either not to make too much implementations. But uh, I say that because Williams, the Williams livery is so unique. Um, it literally looks like a graphic designer was hired to pretty much create something that was out of left field right um and like that's what i loved, right um it's i would i will say it's not my favorite livery but i think it's so unique that it, it's so fresh it's so fresh to to see um but yeah uh i like your quote west you know uh I lo- it's a clean livery but you know let's get the results absolutely
1: um i think this is one of those things right that that is telling us that hey the tides are changing over at Williams. Mm. And I believe their inspiration beside, uh, behind this uh, livery is that it's to culminate their 40 years of existence. Right. Right? right. So you see a little bit of blue, a little bit of white, a little bit of yellowish, orange, whatever mm. that Pantone is. And what they're trying to tell us is that, look, uh, we're, this is no accident. The investments, the drivers that we have, the structure that we're looking to have moving forward. No, they really are invested in trying to succeed, get back up there. And like, yeah, like I said earlier in the week, now it's really time to actually do it. And it looks like they have a lineup that's capable of helping them compete. Right. Winning is not part of the conversation right now, but competing is.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, you, you pretty much hit it right on the head West. You know, it, it, it does look like it's, it's, like almost kind of a throwback but kind of also a new design um but yeah like uh, i like it um it's something new it's something fresh it's something out of the box that i've seen in in liveries in formula one and that's why i like it so much uh but yeah uh what are your picks Wes? well i'm not gonna talk about
1: williams too much because well that was one of my picks anyway kind of covered it already but of course uh, the green team aston martin Mm. no way no way in hell that they weren't going to be green
0: yeah no way no way
1: now it's cool to see bwt back there and not having any shade of pink interfere Mm. with the british racing green but hey you know when you see british racing green that means this team plans to be good or is already good and guess what this team happens to fit that bill and i'm excited to see it go around now i'm not gonna lie that hood and that nose looks a little <laughs> like something we've seen before right but then again it's not a surprise from that outfit over at silverstone
0: absolutely absolutely and uh i think uh one of the most interesting talking points about the Aston martin is that pink that pink color right um word on the street is that that was actually a last minute decision that it was supposed to be this neon green which is uniform to the Aston Martins in the GTE Pro and the GTE, like pretty much the GT3's um, racing series. Uh, But last minute they decided to kind of give BWT kind of like that pink swoosh uh, on the side. And yeah, uh, I wanted to know what what you thought about that.
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? If there's no BWT, there's no pink on the car. Right because that is the company color. But for them to reach a little bit of a compromise, and it doesn't, inter- like I said, it doesn't really interfere with the car. Mm. I think it's like a darker shade of pink, no, almost red.
0: Yeah, it's almost red, yes.
1: So that's where it doesn't interfere with the car. Now, if it was like a real, like a hot pink or yeah. like whatever, then it, then it might have been a problem. But
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. hey,
1: it, it's fine. It's fine. Everybody wins out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I actually thought that it would be Instead of like a pink, I thought it would be like a white because of uh, cognizant. That's their colors. It seems as though, um, and I thought you know because cognizant is kind of the style, the the new title sponsor of Aston Martin. I thought that they would kind of choose them over um, the BWT. But I think B, I think they're just you know kind of giving this homage to the BWT pon- uh, sponsorship. So I actually BWT. Yeah, BWT, Uh, but like, I don't know, like, uh, I thought there was going to be like a massive logo of BWT, but they actually kept it minimal.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, or like you said, rather, Cognizant, this is Cognizant's title, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, there's going to be more Cognizant than BWT, but of course, in a way, um, somehow Aston Martin, Racing Point, Team Silverstone, whatever you want to call it, kept that relationship and of course it's only right that they put it somewhere on the car.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh yeah, uh let's yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much our favorite um car launches or car liveries uh for the week. Uh tell us, let us know in the comments which one's your favorite. Um you could rank them pretty much from this week and last week. I mean, I think we also know I mean, until it's going to be a surprise, that, but that uh, there's rumors that the Ferrari is going to be red. So you guys, you guys rank your favorite uh, livery so far for this year on the comments below. That'll help us a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's move on to Porsche. Uh, Wes, we we spoke about Porsche uh, a couple episodes ago uh, about picking our favorite manufacturer that we want to see join Formula One. And just this week, ESPN um, brought this piece on Porsche and VW considering entering Formula One in 2025. Does this surprise you?
1: Red Bull pay attention. Mm. But, or really anybody else, but minus the uh, manufacturer teams, customer teams. Right. Customer teams pay attention. Manufactured teams don't. But I like it. I'm into it. I mean, Porsche, I believe at uh, Formula One is the one area where Porsche hasn't really done anything great.
0: No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They haven't really, I mean, they were in the McLaren's, but their engines were unreliable.
1: Well, exactly. Right. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, uh, we should see more engines and Stefano Domenicale has that intention of trying to make the field more diverse, right? Rather than a three engine competition. So of course with Porsche, considering it and Volkswagen, why not? As a matter of fact, uh, if depending on how certain economic tides turn over the next few years, I wouldn't be so surprised if other brands join them too, but for the sake of Porsche, I like it. I like the fact that they're considering returning to or entering formula one rather
0: yeah absolutely and um and of course like you know what you're probably asking a lot of listeners are probably asking why is porsche considering a return to formula one or just being just joining formula one uh well that's because right there's going to be this new engine regulation and that's what porsche is actually waiting for um they're waiting for the new regulations the new engine regulations to be you know exactly what f1 promised they want um pretty much sustainable fuels uh, biofuels right uh and funny thing is um formula one or the fia actually sent out their first barrels of biofuels that formula one teams are to test uh which is interesting right because now vw like vw is kind of recovering from this scandal right um where they were caught kind of you know cheating the emissions tests uh, and so, now they're trying to recover that, and I like that they, they see Formula 1 as this platform that they could achieve, or they could kind of redeem themselves. But, uh, yeah, like, like I think this is a good... This is much more good for F1, right? With Porsche and VW, because VW's I think, is the biggest car manufacturer in the world right now. They just kind of overtook Toyota, I think, a couple years ago. But, uh, yeah, like, this is so interesting. This is, like, I if they do join, I hope that it will be a works team and not more of a engine manufacturer.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, they're too big of a... Those two are too big of a name to not right be just... To not be a works team, right? Right. I mean, in a way, you could say that that case could have been said about Mercedes in the 2010s, right? Like they're in, they're supplying these engines but why aren't they a team themselves and then here we are and then of course you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, possible so, foreshadowing oh don't put that on me <laughs> don't put that on me no i mean granted i won't i won't be mad because porsche is nice porsche is nice porsche absolutely um, that's how you apparently that's how you pronounce it porsche porsche,
0: porsche for the germans but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's but yeah. also interesting that you pointed out that Stefano Domenicali, who is now the CEO of Formula 1, Stefano Domenicali used to be the president of Lamborghini, who, as you guys might not know, but um, Lamborghini is owned by VW. So there are a lot of people just saying that because he has connections with VW, he might make it a little bit easier for VW to enter Formula 1 because he knows VW is so big and powerful that it might, it might just be more of a smooth transition to Formula One for VW.
1: Uh, well, that's, I think a different conversation for another day, right? Because, you know, that's a, that's a political thing. Mm. And just for the sake of the segment, right. Right. Where we're talking about Porsche and VW just considering entering. Right. And right now it's, that sounds like good
0: news. Yeah, Absolutely absolutely and so uh yeah that's pretty much the show that uh we have for today let us know what you guys think should v- should uh vw or slash porsche enter formula one by 2025 if formula one does kind of present this new sustainable energy or uh, sustainable fuel fuels for the future um they plan to be carbon neutral by 2030 i think they can achieve it uh we will see uh, it seems as though it's more of a possibility every single day that passes. So uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for uh, what we have for the Run It Back podcast tonight. Um, we're probably going to be slam pack because there's gonna, the season about to start. Um, Draft to Survive is about to start, so it, we're literally just one week away from preseason testing. And so uh, yeah, uh, you guys make sure you guys do. Uh, Tune in for the No Decision podcast. We're pretty much gonna cover the landscape of boxing. Um, there's a huge, huge event that happened um that it doesn't seem to have the recognition because it was held on Friday. So stay tuned for that for the event. But uh yeah, if you love to watch or if you are interested in boxing, go ahead and listen to our podcast in the no decision. But uh yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Keep it on track.